Welcome to Drunk on Comics, episode 254. Tony here with Linz, Josh, and he who shall not be named. And we had a good time this week. Voldemort's here? <laughs> Kid acts like it half the time. <laughs> Seriously, though, we did get into some comics. Actually, deep into some comics this week. Our off the shelf was off the hook. Oh, look at you. I reviewed Destiny New York, which is coming to Amazon soon. I reviewed Batman number 21, as well as Secret Empire number zero. Two. Two comics. Two. It was amazing. (laughs) Um, We talked about some uh, events coming out soon from Marvel. Surprise. Mm -hmm. Some surprise events from Marvel. Nobody was surprised. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about an artist having some trouble getting across the border. And, and that, that seems to be just about it. That's so. about it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, sit well back, <laughs> grab a porter or a stout, and enjoy Drunk on Comics podcast, episode 254, Marvel, Generations, Legacy, The Afterbirth. He would push the so like he had this basketball hoop that you'd put the basketball through and it would count for him. But if you kept pushing the buttons, it would just be like tent, 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 and he would just sit there for hours and hit that button <laughs> without putting the ball through or learning to count. So finally, we took the batteries out and we were like, "Oh, it's dead now." <laughs> so he has been this way since he's been. Yes, born. he has enjoyed just uh, pushing buttons, obnoxious. pushing, and, and pushing buttons, he, and now he has no idea how to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> or count. <laughs> oh, I know how to count. <laughs> okay. It's not not because of a basketball hoop. <laughs> no. He so also, he also has learned how batteries work since then. <laughs> well, consistency seems to be the name of the game here because as with him not being able to not touch, you know, buttons and everything. Uh I went to another beer. Not really festival, but a celebration of black beers. Founders uh, Black Party. Yes. Where amazing dark stouts, imperials, and everything were on tap at Founders. And it was amazing. Hung out with my brother. Hung out with Derek. Hung out with some other nerdy people. And for the last two months, uh, I had planned on uh, recording some things. Yeah. Guess what I forgot the at home. The recorder. Yeah. Yes. That seems Tony-like. I let out a <laughs> that huge... That is consistency. <laughs> oh, shit. And then my brother goes, what? What's wrong? And I go, I left the damn recorder at home. <laughs> I am so incredibly pissed because unlike all the other beer festivals, like the winter one where it's windy, so like nothing gets picked up right or anything, we had, we're sitting at a table and it was relatively, you know, around us. We were really loud, but it... We had some great conversations. Yeah. Just not recording it. And I We need to teach you how to use the record function on your telephone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I don't know how the sound quality, but then again, that's better than nothing. Right. And, right. Why didn't I think of that? So I had a, a great time, but then also I was a little bit upset because I want to make this podcast grow even more. And the more that we can talk and drink beers and have fun and be nerdy. 
the better. Yep. That people can know exactly how much time we do spend drinking and talking about nerdy stuff. Because it's more than do. just an hour a week. <laughs> I can't drink. No. You can get sugar hide, though. Which high? you do. Sugar high. <laughs> she just said you can get high, Connor. Sugar high. <laughs> sugar high. Sugar. That's I feel like it. we just need to rename this the, the Drunk Family Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. You gotta introduce the kid to nerd culture as soon as possible. So, here he is. I like nerd stuff. You like what? I like nerd stuff. You like what? I can't hear you. Nerd stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously don't like speaking loudly, that's for sure. That is a lie. He, I don't yeah. know where this is coming from because most days I'm like, dude. Shut up. Dude, bring it down like five levels. You're it's, at a 15. It's early. <laughs> My ears only go to 10. It is. If Tony can do this hungover, you can do this 14-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, we are drunk on comics. Uh, Tony here is always, most of the time always, because there is sometimes when I'm not always Every here. Every once in a while, you're allowed to vacation. Every once in a while. Lynn's obviously the only female ever on this podcast. Josh. <laughs> yes. The Josh male. of the group. <laughs> yeah. Another male. Tom. Tom. And we have newcomer Tom. <laughs> I don't want to get tracked down. No, wait. What's your what's your new podcast name? Do you remember what podcast name we gave you? Kinda Connor. Yeah. Kinda? Yeah. Because yeah. he's kinda here. <laughs> But not really. You can only kind of hear him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're going to be soon cut out of the show, Connor. You... Oh. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to uh, what we know and love comic books with Off the Shelf. Yeah. Uh, well, I have this week. So <clears throat> doing the podcast gives us some benefits besides getting to hang out with each other every week and drink. And one of them is, is sometimes... Writers and artists let us view their work ahead of time so that we can review it, so that you good listeners will know that it's coming out and get excited about it and then go and buy it. So this week I read a preview copy of a graphic novel. It's a volume. I don't know if we call those graphic novels. Collection? Trade paperback. Yeah. Um, Called Destiny New York. And it's from Pat Shand who some of you may know from Xenoscope. He's the edit- He's one of the editors at Xenoscope, but he also wrote a bunch of titles for them, including Robin Hood, the Robin Hood female version of that story, which was really interesting and beautifully drawn. And the artist on it, Man- Manuel Pritano, Pritano, he was also the artist on Robin Hood, so they're working together. Now, this is not a Xenoscope title. This was funded entirely through Kickstarter, so it's completely... An independent, independent work. Yep. yep. It is coming out. They are. They did get a publisher, and I don't know if this is Pat's <coughs> publishing company or if it's just one that happened to pick it up after the Kickstarter, um, but it's called Continuity Entertainment, so they will be releasing it as well, um, and you'll be able to buy it on Amazon at the end of May. So, given doing the preview a little bit early, but for a good reason. Um, so this book, Destiny New York, set is set in a version of New York City where magic is real, but not like not like in curse words. A couple a comic I reviewed a couple weeks ago, where magic is around, but people are still kind of 
like, oh my Unaware god, of magic. It. Yeah. It's literally like people have, it's just a part of life. Some people are magical, some people aren't. Even more so than like Harry Potter where, okay. you know, they have their own little magical realm and then you have the muggles in their own little world. It's completely just one world. And <clears throat> in this world, there's a group of kids called, they're like the prophecy kids or the chosen ones. They're the kids who, when at a young age, are given a prophecy that they're going to fulfill. Now, are they, <clears throat> the different classes, magic users and non, like, do they have, like, designation, like, muggles? They don't even really talk, well, I've, so I've read the first three chapters, because it's a 160-page comic, so it's a volume, and I've only read the first three chapters, and they have not even talked about that yet, so I'm thinking the way Pat is writing this is, he's not even going to bring it up, because it's so accepted in society that it's just not even a thing. Like, mm-hmm. they don't think about it in that those terms. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know... It's how it's always been. Right. And, yeah. yeah. It's like in our world where you have your really smart people and your really not smart people. Like me and Connor. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to debate as to which one is which in that pairing. But well, we all know <laughs> which one is which. Um, You're the smart one. <laughs> Nobody Thank knows you. who you were whispering at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so this, the Prophecy Kids, they have their own special school that they go to, which actually kind of reminded me of Hogwarts. So, like, they're the elite of the magic community because they are going to do something great. They're the chosen ones. They're the Harry Potters of this world. <laughs> um, Logan McBride, who is the main character of this, fulfilled her uh, her prophecy when she was 13. So now she's, it's done. Like, her prophecy's done. The thing that was going to make her great in her life, it's over. So she still get, like, accolades? Or is she just kind of, like... They have a graduate school that they go to after they fulfilled their prophecy because they're still prophecy kids, but, like, now they're not useful anymore. So even though they still... It's kind of like when you're a Disney kid. And you're on a Disney show, and you're really, really yeah. popular until you're about 13, 14. Yeah. And then you end up in jail later. Right. <laughs> Unless you're you're uh, Justin Timberlake right. or Britney Spears. Right. But they, they haven't prob- fulfilled their prophecy yet. That's why they're oh, still popular. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the moment they, they finally form that, that love child that will yeah. become the best singer <laughs> exactly. in the world. Yeah. Exactly. So... It's uh, the story is a lot about like understanding the way this whole prophecy system works, but also her Logan trying to come to terms with having like still being around all these kids that haven't fulfilled their prophecies yet because she's in her early twenties now or late teens, early twenties, and being around all these people and kind of being a has been essentially mm-hmm. like she still has magic because most people do. But it's like, now, but what is she good for now? She's just a normal person now. Right. Uh, side point, not really important to the story, but kind of, she's also a lesbian. So it's going through, like, you know, her, the, <laughs> she says at the very beginning, it was, my life was crazy when my prophecy happened because she had just had her first kiss with a girl. And then uh, literally a week later, she fulfilled her prophecy. So it's like she instantaneously grew up in that week. And now yeah. mm-hmm. her life is just boring. Does it say you know? anything about, like, is magic is accepted, yet 
homosexuality is not. No, it seems like to that. be it seems to be pretty pretty well accepted in this society. Okay. The right. the char- most of the characters that pe- because it focuses on Logan, I think most of the characters in this book seem to have to be gay. So oh, like really? okay. You know, all the girls that she runs into or that are a part of her life also yeah. are gay. But that's it's her life. Yeah. So yeah. her exes are all women right. and stuff like that, which makes complete sense. It's really, I actually have to give Pat some credit in this because he's a straight male writing mm. a book about a gay female. Yeah. And, like, there's this whole part in it where she's walking down the street and this guy comes up to her and he's like, hey, baby, what you doing? Why don't you give me a smile? Like, you know how oh, guys do sometimes I have seen guys do on that. the street? Yeah. It's, yeah. So for him to, like, even think about writing just a tiny mm. little... And it happens to be where you meet Lilith, who is going to be her love interest going forward in the book. And That's not usually a good name for a good character. Yeah. Yes. Good, yeah. excellent, excellent point. Because she's probably not going to be a good character. <laughs> she's going to be good for Logan, it seems, because she's definitely going to help bring it over her ex. Mm. But, yeah. The name Lilith is not... And it's, it's you find out very quickly that Tony is exactly right. Is she saying that? Well... I don't know that there's a Satan in this book, but she's definitely probably not a a good character. Um, one of the girls that Logan hangs out with uh, just got her prophecy. Like they have these these people called seers, who their entire job is to give the chosen ones their prophecies, and it doesn't always come out fully what their prophecy is like right away. They keep getting flashes of it as time goes on. So Sears, do you? Yeah. So the the girl, this girl who's friends with Logan, has a prophecy that she's going to, like, she got a big one. Like, she's going to take down, like, the greatest evil the world has ever known. Mm. Like, that's her prophecy. And as the they show the seer walking around in the, in the um, subway, like, coming down the stairs, and he has a vision, and he falls down the stairs, and... and you just see in his eyes because his eyes are all black because I guess that's the way seers look because they just have super black eyes. It's the girl and then it's... Many of the seers stores around here too are black because the lights are shut off because they're all closed. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the it's the girl with the prophecy and then Lilith. Like the reflection is in his eyes so you learn that this girl that is supposed to fight the greatest evil in the world who is... Lilith. And the minute that you see it in his eyes, you're like, oh, that Lilith. <laughs> okay. I guess that makes sense. But like I said, I'm only three chapters into this book, and it's amazing. Like, the whole idea of it, the fact that Pat can write such a such a good story about a female character in the voice of a female character, I, like, I think he's doing a really great job with that. So... I'm excited to finish the rest of it. Everybody should definitely check this book out. It's going to be on Amazon at the end of the month. I mean, you know, it. I there's nothing more I can say about it. it the art in it is amazing. It's just very. It has that Xenoscope style to it, you know, where it's all kind of fantastical and ethereal and stuff like that. So I I would say you guys will be doing yourself a disservice if you don't at least check it out. And I'm allowed to post the first 20 pages on our website, so I might throw those up there so everyone can kind of get a sneak peek of 
right. what everything cool. looks like. But check it out. Cool. All right. I have one book that I was going to review, and then another one which actually really picked my interest, and so I'm going to do them both, but one of them really quickly okay. more than the other. And first one is Batman number 21, The Button Part 1. Now, I have not gotten into Batman in a while, and this whole rebirth and everything coming down and um, and Dr. Manhattan being kind of like the god of all the DC Universe and all how that's playing in has really got me interested into what the fuck's going on over there. Right. And when they showed a couple months ago Batman finding this button, as well as sort of having Thomas Wayne's uh, letter given to him right after uh, um, Flash was it, uh, Flashpoint happened, and then the New 52 started off, like, all these things that were tied into their past universe, they never truly explored until now. Right. And so, that's why I picked this up. And it was really good. And it was really good for multiple different reasons besides the story, where I am confused because it didn't elaborate too much within it. This is not like the beginning of an arc. So, like, were you confused... Or is it the beginning of an arc? Well, it's the beginning of an arc of, uh, surrounding this button, and it's kind of like a team-up with Flash and Batman. Batman being the detective, and Flash being able to do the speed force and go through sh- shit and everything in different dimensions. So that's Flash, where I... Flash being the superhero. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and this started off... One of the great points was it started off with um, uh, some girl... I don't even know who it was, because I'm less well-versed with DC... Uh, characters than I am with some of the other universes. But there's a chick in Arkham who was saying that he's going to die, he's going to die, and they're watching this hockey game. And throughout the background, when every other panel and every page had like uh, a nine uh, box grid um, for the panels going down, except for a couple of big splash pages. So mm-hmm. you had these panels of this game just going off in the background of uh, the Batcave and Batman twirling the button in his hand because he has it there. And it was really, it just was great that they're having hockey game going on, that they're making it go about to where they got in a fight and then the guy dies so that chick was right. What that was all about, I don't know. But for like five pages, maybe less than five, was them just talking about the hockey game while Batman was playing around with his button. Like, it was getting nowhere, but I was also enthralled with... <laughs> there's, the there's this No, it was that and just the hockey game. Like, that was kind of... Cool, the Metropolis Mammoths versus the Gotham City Blades. <laughs> um, but we get to the good part when the button uh, touches, I forget who's someone's mask, and it sparks, and Batman's calling uh, Flash to come on over. And this is where it gets good, because Flash is like, well, I'm kind of in the middle of something, and he's fighting like all these like uh, android-type samurai things. And Batman's like, well, it's important. You here he goes, well, I still have like 37 more to go. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> so then the pages start counting down on each panel, 59. And then it goes 58. And you see like the flash force and you think that, oh, here's, um, you know, Wally showing up and stuff. No, it's a reverse flash. No. And the reverse flash kicking Batman's ass. Remember how I was saying that grid? Each panel had a couple seconds marking down. So much so that you know then there had to have been at least 59 individual panels for this fight between them both. 
mm-hmm. with, like I said, with a couple of the big splash pages of a big punch or something. And so you just kept seeing this countdown timer, and it, it really set the tone for how much shit's going on within a minute with Batman fighting this reverse flash. Also, this is a reverse flash from a different world. And that's where this mystery is coming in of what the hell is going on with this button. What is going on in this universe now with the Watchmen coming over? As well as Batman thinking that that was going to be Flash and then getting his ass kicked. Right. Knowing that Flash was going to be coming within a minute. So towards the end when Batman starts uh, getting his second win and, and fighting back, he's just like, you know, I just need 11 more minutes or 11 more seconds. Mm. And then 11 seconds go and that panel goes to zero and Flash doesn't show up. Oh! And then Batman is pretty so much... unreliable. Pretty much, like, beaten up, and then you find out uh, he he says that he stopped by the, the ice arena to try to save the person's life, but he was already gone. That's why he was uh, three seconds late. Well, in those three seconds, yeah, Batman is dead, air quotes. Like, mm-hmm. not dead, dead, but he's pretty much bruised up and yeah. beaten bloody on the floor. And that's that kind of ends the, this mystery of there's now a, and I'm not even going to explain what happened to the reverse flash, but something sweet happened there where now he's kind of dead too. And how that happened and what that happened and what he saw was a big mystery that, I don't know, really good. But I have to say just the panel layout and everything that they paced that with sounds it interesting. was awesome. So the button, this is the comedian's button, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Fun fact for you guys too. The, the covers for this is actually really sweet. And in fact... I'm actually, we're going to quick do best on tap right now. Okay. And I feel like I'm just going to override you and say that these need to be the best on tap. That's fine, because as you know, I didn't get make it to the comic book store this week. Well, there was a couple <laughs> of them that I saw, which were the image uh, variant covers. Um, the the I Hate Southern Bastards, or Fairyland Southern Bastards yes. one. Um, the Black Science one, which had a bunch of different team-ups. Uh, I really loved Invincible, which was Gwynvincible. Yeah, it's a play on... All the Gwen, Gwen yeah. cool covers. And that one was going to my favorite. But I have to say, the Batman uh, number 21, and then with a Flash 22 next month where this continues, uh, there's the lentic- lenticular, like almost a 3D-looking yeah, yeah. covers. Mm-hmm. And then there's just the normal cover, which was just the cover split in half with the bun, which I feel was... The normal cover, which was just awesome. I'd say all three were great, but I don't know. That's what I'm picking as best, best on tap. Since none of you guys really uh, looked at any, <laughs> that's going to be the... For reasons. The but I had learned something about the button and in the Ooh. UK. They can't show the button on any of the covers. Really? For any of those. Is it copyrighted? Yes. Wow. Over in the UK, uh, back in like... 74 or so the smiley face has been just around so much in america and all over the world some guys thought well hey this isn't copyright i'm just gonna start a company and copyright it so he did and then he started the smiley uh cop uh, company copyright company or whatever they called it to which that they then were able to loan out the smiley face to people in the uk when when they started seeing more and more americans using smiley face particularly when walmart had the smiley face guy on other commercials, oh, yep. they kind of came in the U.S. and tried to sue for copyright. The American Copyright Association goes, this is such a generic and yeah. has been in the public domain for forever. That's not flying here. Mm-hmm. You can try all you want, but we're not going to allow you to have 
you know, copyright over USA. that. Well, the <laughs> UK still has, the co- they right. still hold the patent over there. So when the original Watchmen came out, it's kind of just a, uh, a blood, like, splatter, like, oh. on the button, but just over, like, one of the eyes with a giant yellow, so you can't even tell that it's a button there. Um, this Batman one, they have totally different uh, covers because they can't show the button at all, and it's... It made for when I was researching this and looking that up, really eerie to watch. Look at the old Watchmen covers and be like, "God, there is something missing here." I know it's missing, but even if I didn't know that it was there, if I saw this picture, I would look at it and be, "There's something yeah. iconic well, not here." Super tiny detail is just so important. Mm. That little smiley face button, yeah. and it's becoming even more important apparently in DC Universe. I wonder how Alan Moore feels about that. Right. I hope he does another manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you have one more. Yes, and the next one, which... Was that your short one? Yeah, that was my short oh, one. Oh, okay. <laughs> so everyone, put your seatbelts on. <laughs> Secret Empire number zero okay. from Marvel. Written by Nick Spencer, art by Daniel Acuna, and um, we have we have, well, we have a couple different artists for the prologue. Rod Rees, um, and recap page art, Andrea Sorrentino. This was something that I was not looking forward to. In fact, I was like, I'm just going to kind of pick this up. It was a thicker book, 42 pages, one, you know, setting up the whole event. But as we've talked about event fatigue and everything, and I'm just pretty much have been done with Marvel for a while. But curiosity always kills the cat, and I wanted to see what was going on. Having known about uh, Steve Rogers being, you know, this Hydra person, but then also they're going on talking about the sentient cube and everything um, that changed history, I wanted to get into this. And it was really within the fourth page that... It has nothing to even do with one of my favorite comics they ever made. But it's the saying in which uh, they're talking about to this young uh, Steve Rogers uh, back in like 1954 when he's going to like the time displacement was happening. Think of almost like Back to the Future when you start seeing yourself vanish, but you don't vanish right away. Like in other time movies, you're either there or you're not there. Right. But Back to the Future kind of had a wave almost that would start cascading and start taking over everything. This, it seemed like when they were seeing that this uh, uh, Cosmic Cube was going to rewrite what truly happened, it was then starting to come and cascade uh, to them where they are at in the secret bunker in Japan. So they got him put in this vat where he wasn't going to remember any of him being a Hydra agent. He's going to remember being Captain America. But as we've learned, his real nature was grew up being a hydra sleeper agent Mm -hmm. what they say was uh hold true to what you believe and don't be afraid don't ever be afraid remember this is not how the world ends that comes out of uh um jonathan hickman's shield uh comic book series which was one of the best amazing let him make this whole like not even a space opera, but what that giant crescendo of a comic book. And me and my brother cannot stop talking about how amazing that was. When was this released? It started about six, seven years ago. Okay. 
we've all still been waiting on those last oh, two issues. Oh, that's right. I remember you guys talking about yes, that. Yes, now, now it comes back yes. to <laughs> the first series, which was like a six-issue series, amazing. And then the second uh, series to it, which was another like eight issues or so, it just stopped. Um, it stopped because the artist uh, was in an accident or something in the hospital, and he didn't want to do it without the artist. Well, then they started going into all these other events. And then when Secret War or Secret Wars actually happened, and with Hit Hickman kind of running the, the mantle with that, everyone's thinking, we're going to finally get finished with this one book that I feel very few people actually read. Yeah. But it was so great. And those were the words that were in every issue. This is not how the world ends because that is what S.H.I.E.L.D. was based off of. You find out that S.H.I.E.L.D. was actually here from way back in, like, Roman times and Egyptian times. They were a group of people who protected themselves when the brood actually came down to Earth way before mutants were here and everything. Or when, uh, at one point, uh, um, fuck, now I forget his name, uh, Galactus came down mm-hmm. and they stopped him with pretty much a primitive type laser beam because you also saw that there were some kind of superpowered uh, Nicodemus or, or Nostra- Nostradamus, I mean. <laughs> thinking of uh i don't know what the difference it sounds like, i don't know why that's like funny <laughs> it sounds like a character from a mark twain novel nicodemus oh, that's a real person nicodemus i believe so anyways nostradamus who can see the future so he had powers there um we have uh leonardo da vinci who was kind of like an old school iron man so all these people were part of shield this within the first three pages just made me like gush all over this like i am so happy this is going to be a good event and actually reading some of the shit that's going on i'm actually kind of i'm not sad that i haven't been reading some of these marvel books because i'm pretty sure they've probably been kind of yeah but what they're setting up for this entire secret empire is amazing and it goes through uh how cap has made all this stuff possible he's pretty much split up the teams he's and he's still acting like a good Captain America. There's the Chitari are coming in again in evasion. So he's helping getting the teams out there. There's prison or prisoners that outbroke of uh you know, jail, Pleasant Hill. They're in New York. Um he has uh Iron Man and Riri. She's try they're trying to make the shield to stop the Chitari from getting into Earth. And all this is going on, I'm like, man, there's a lot of sh- you know, shit going on that how is this all gonna tie together? And then when you finally see, he had those people in New York, all the main like street level fighters, uh, some superpowers there. The whole city gets blacked out, and they go to the dark dimension. So the dark hold helped them out or helped the bad guys out. Now they're all isolated and gone. So you have a good majority of the powers that were left on Earth there. You have in space all the cosmic powered beings: Captain Marvel, Quasar. Um, fuck, I forget who half the other people were that were fighting out in space. And they're fighting the Shatari invasion coming out. And then the shield goes up. Well, the shield is going to stop the Shatari from coming into Earth. And it's going to also stop all those powers from coming into Earth. So all those heroes are also stuck on the outside. What you last see is them taking over DC and Captain America saying this is the last phase of it. Here we're going to pretty much take over Earth. You still have Iron Man and Riri uh, calling to everyone 
and saying, hey, anyone that's left, but there's really few people mm. left. That's how they're actually getting this whole empire taken over. And that's some smart fucking setting up. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have thought of having this shield that has always been there, having him make it malfunction, and so he gets all the superpowers out there, but then once they're out there, click, it's on, and you can't come back to Earth. I don't know all of where this is going with this whole what the big conclusion is going to be of it. Right. But I'm actually excited enough to actually be reading it. Yeah? And You're going to read another Marvel event, huh? Yes. They keep getting you every time. You keep saying every single time, I'm never reading another Marvel event. Well, then after that... And we... then the next one comes out and he's like, I'm actually kind of excited about this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, then after that we have uh, Generations, which was what they said was going to be the last event, but we're going to then talk about something they just announced today, which then yeah. seems like another event. Yeah. After Secret Empire, we're going to see Generations, which is going to take old classics with the new people with their mantles and have stories with them. In which case, I've heard Wolverine is going to somehow be in them. And they have... Marvel like, has... Like OG Wolverine? Yeah. They're not going to do Old Man Logan. No. The, so, think of Generations. Old Man Logan is also a, a Logan. Yeah. So, if you do a Generations of a story with re original Logan... Old Man Logan, uh, X-23, Dakin, and that's kind of a generations yeah. there. You have, now you have half the X-Men that have their younger selves. Yeah. I mean, you could have a, a Gene, even though Rachel's not really Gene, but kind of a family member, all those, that could be a generations, Cable and all that. Right. Um, be really weird for Cable to team up with, well, I guess Cable's not Gene Grey's son, it's... I mean, you could have oh, Hulk, clone of you could have, uh, you know, um, Hulk and Baby Hulk, Bruce well, Banner, there's and new, uh, there's new Hulk, Amadeus Cho, Ugh. and then you know, <laughs> I kind of feel poorly about put, that one. Put She Hulk in there. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. Generations is that'd be kind of how cool. are some of these people going to be coming back to life though? Right, and that is interesting. They Marvel has said it's not going to be a time travel, different dimension. This is all going to be in the Marvel proper. Marvel, what the fuck are you doing? I don't understand. So it's got to be something at the end of, of uh, Empire. Empire. But they said there's going to be no new events for 18 months. <laughs> uh, and they did they did include uh, Generations as part of that, even though they said Secret Empire. Yeah. And, I, and I know this is different than smaller events of just like some of the X-Books doing something right. or everything. Like the AVI or whatever. Yeah. Like that's still going to... XVI, IVX. Yeah. IVX. X is what? Yeah. Inhumans no, versus AVX, IVX. Oh. AVX, IVX. All the... Are you, are you speaking in Roman numerals? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I th eventually, they're going to start numbering their comics in Roman numerals. That way, we just don't realize that that's what they're doing, is renumbering their... <laughs> well, I mean, so we got all these, you know, generations, and then we're going to go into Legacy. Yes. Legacy, it, which we don't know anything about. They just teased it at C2E2 this... Well, they dropped it. At C2E2 yes. or because of C2E2. It's, it's, they've done this before. They did this with um, another event where they just put up like a black screen with the name of the event. And you're kind of supposed to guess what's before they announce it. You, they just let all their fanboys come up with all. You know what they're doing? They're fishing for ideas when they do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. This I is... know. All the fans get online and they're like, oh, this is what it's going to be. And they're all sitting over there like. Ooh, yeah, what what keyword do they use most? Let's, yeah. let's yeah. make it that event. Yeah, let's do it. 
So we don't know exactly what this event is going to entail. No, yeah, we do. But we do. Because it, it's 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 from their mouth, it is going to be uh, the next chapter for Marvel Universe with hope, heroism, heart, and earth-shattering return of a beloved Marvel mainstay. That's kind of all that they have said, along with numbering. Yeah. They're going back to their old, I guess you'd call it legacy numbering, because so many people have bitched for years of... Why do you keep renumbering all these number ones when we want to have our Uncanny X-Men be this this amount or whatever? Right. Which I don't even think they really have any really old titles, except for maybe Amazing Spider-Man is really the only one that's coming to my mind. Yeah, Deadpool, oh, Uncanny X-Men. Can, continued with that and everything, yeah. but they're going to go, which is great. Something that also DC kind of did recently in totally Rebirth. It is what they did, and very successfully. Yes, Imagine and that's that. where... <laughs> When they don't say what this is going to be about, we kind of know what it's going to be about because we're going to see what DC did first. Yeah. And I think Marvel is realizing we don't need to renumber. We don't need to do variants are always going to be there, but do stupid gimmicks all the damn time. Now, the biggest part of it is this is going to, uh, it almost feels like Generations is going to bring back heroes at some point, And then this is going to have new storylines with uh right. so with, we're getting will green back is what it sounds that's what like. i feel like yeah well with the with the beloved marvel mainstay that's the one that i'm kind of you think it's the watcher that's coming back no no oh. fantastic fantastic four they are they're gone Hunter, yeah. do you have words to use what did you think <laughs> what uh, fantastic four is over right yeah it's been over for a while when did they kill that series Oh my god. Okay, Connor, if you're gonna like butt in, butt in with something, well, man. To be fair, huh? he was just pointing and I oh. was wondering what he was pointing at. Yes. <laughs> he was pointing at Tony's it looks like signed uh Fantastic Four Number forty eight of Galactus. Do you I don't think it's gonna be the Fantastic Four. I don't think it is either. But the Fantastic Four have not been around for a good two and a half years. Ever since uh they ended their prior bombed. to Secret Wars. <laughs> And I just don't see that being the case. However, if they are going to go back to legacy characters, they are some of the first. Right. And if they're going to start rehashing some of them, that's what a lot of online people think. Yeah. However, I also don't think that, and maybe the mainstay would be Wolverine, but once again, they're going back to... And it says mainstay character, right? Singular? Shattering return of a beloved Marvel mainstay. Oh, oh, okay. So it could, so that could, could be a title. A yeah. Be, yeah. A team, okay. a title. What if? You think they're bringing back just what if what? What yeah. ifs? What if what? The comic. What comic? What if? The what if comics? What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's you, on first? Please don't yeah. confuse him. It makes it worse. <laughs> Anyways. No, I doubt that. I doubt that's what they're doing. But I, what pisses me off the most is when they when they talk about and all the the press releases for it when they're talking about um, some of the characters that you know that that have like who have been around that have now have like okay you have Peter Parker Spider Man you have Miles Morales you know right. you now have uh, Riri with Tony Stark for the Iron Man yep. Uh, you have Lady Thor and Thor Thor. Yeah, well, that's what pisses me <laughs> off. That's, let's just get into that. Yeah. They keep calling him Odin's son. Yeah. Uh, his name is fucking Thor. Yeah. That was his name that he was given to him. Before he got powers. 
even, no, wasn't it? <laughs> Odin's son is his last name. Ah. When, like, Loki could even be Loki Odin's son because he is son of Odin. Right, kind of. Odin's <laughs> son, but that's a last name. That's right. where people, if, you're, if your name was uh, Josh, you would be uh, Joshan would be your last Joshin. name. Joshan. Yeah. So well, I, in in Ireland, that's how they do. Like the last name is McDougal and O'Donnell. Like Mick means son of, and O means grandson of. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that I, O means grandson. I didn't know that. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't even know. I just want them to stop calling him. That's that's my one. To ca- stop calling him Odin's son. Yeah. They're calling him by his last name. Just call him Thor. Well, because yeah. they, they think that that's somehow his name. Right. He was not born. Odin's son. I mean, no. he is an Odin's son. How terrible would that be if that was your name? It's just, I guess that's the same as being called, like, Junior, I guess. Being called something son. Like, if you were called Michael's son, that would be your first name. <laughs> your last name was Bitchava. <laughs> you son Sorry. of a bitch. Yeah. 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 Um, I, well, you know, I'm, I'm interested in how this is going to go. I'm excited that they're going to go back to normal numbering more than anything. And I thought it was the article I read. I thought it was really funny because they brought up the whole Marvel's, uh, recently been every year relaunching their line. Like that's what they do. They do a giant event and then they relaunch and then they do a giant event and then they relaunch and then they do a giant event. And like, why are you relaunching every year? Yeah. Now's now's when to start reading. How is that? That's that's what they're doing. They're trying to tell people when a story arc starts, basically. They used to be able to do that very easily, just, and we've talked about this, like, to death, but just on the covers of the comics, the name of the event, and part one, part two, part three, part four. I'll say this, (laughs) because I did not really get into comics. Like, I was into comics a little bit when I was a kid, but I was a kid, Um I didn't really get it back into comics until uh, DC did uh, the New 52. Right. Renumbering everything. And I was like, perfect time to get into this. Yeah. You know? So, because I sorry. never... I know. But it's I never a terrible really, time I, to get into DC but, comics. But then I, I kind of learned more about like, okay, this is how story arcs were within comics right. and stuff like that. Right. It's basically a soap opera. Yeah. You know, just with real much cooler... You know, characters. Yeah, no, much cooler totally characters, cooler powers. Yeah, <laughs> but um, that's that's the thing. It's like it works really well now. Everybody knows it though. Well, yeah. You know, like now it's one... all the people that were going to get into comics have gotten into comics. Comics have been around since the '30s, and just recently, yeah. DC and Marvel thought it was a good idea to relaunch every year. And they didn't need to before then. Yeah. I don't know why they feel like they need to now. They're getting away from it, so that's... We yeah. won our battle, Tony. <laughs> we, we bitched long <laughs> enough until they both changed. Yes. It's all us. You're it's, welcome. <laughs> it was Drunk on Comics that Woo! did it. <laughs> um, and we did it for you. In, in other news of publishers changing things a little bit, DC is coming out with a new banner that they're going to be publishing their comics under called Dark Matter. And this is, from what I understand, going to be a series of comics that come out as DC comics, but they're the darker comics. 
Yeah, and it's going to be alongside DC Comics, so, like, there's going to be crossover. It's not right. going to be its own... Like, Vertigo is its own thing. Yeah, and they each have their own little universes right. that they they have. Uh, although, I mean, never put it past, you know, DC to have crossover. They've had crossover with, right. with some of those properties before, too. But this is going to be a little bit more mature, more dark, and more... Metal. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I, th- I think one of the first uh, issue that's going to be coming out uh, is Sideways, and that movie about wine. Yes, this that's is, exactly this, what this looks like—a great comic book about two middle-aged men enjoying wine in the co- in the California countryside. <laughs> <laughs> it's very metal. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's about uh, uh, a young person that comes across uh, dark matter and. Gain's ability to teleport through the dark dimension, which I feel is probably why this is called dark, called dark matter. Yeah. And this is probably going to be the setting up of what this world uh, is. Um, Immortal Men also looks good. Um, dark Knights Metal. They've been pretty much around. Yes. <laughs> oh, the Immortal Men, yeah. 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 We got Damage and New Challengers. I don't. Which sounds like it's a young team Wait, book. Damage? Yeah, not damage control. Is that what you were thinking of? No. What's it's, damage? It's a superhero. Okay. Okay, yeah, this is... Um, what's... It, what's who, do you know anything else about him besides that? He, he punches stuff good. Okay, yeah, that's not this person. This person can unleash a monster for one hour at a time. Oh, oh so he's a magic user. <laughs> oh, he's cursed. Ah. And he can transform into it. Yeah. Does he have a cool costume? I have not read the book yet because it's not out until October. They've just announced this. Isn't there a uh, Dungeons and Dragons spell that lets you change into a wild shape? Yeah. <laughs> so he has wild shape essentially. Okay. Except for you can turn into a monster. <laughs> ah, and not an animal. Actually, I have no idea why that would be useful. I guess maybe. You can turn into a bird and go scout. For an hour, though. Yeah. Like, what if the fight you get in lasts longer than you turn an hour? into a honey badger and not give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a monster, is it? Maybe. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. We'll see. I guess how this goes. It's hard to tell whether it'll be a, and a success or not. Much like Marvel Knights was successful and then wasn't. So I don't know. Uh. I don't have much. We had the, um, there's the airline thing. Or not, the the border crossing for. Uh, well, oh. yes, that's that's where I was going oh, okay. to go to next. And Cloak and Dagger. Yes. So, C2E2 is happening this weekend, and obviously we're not there because we're lame and sad. Sad and lame. Um, there was also somebody else that didn't get to go to C2E2 this weekend, and her name is Giselle Legace. And she is an artist, and she works for Archie. She does a lot of the artwork for the new Archie series, plus obviously her own stuff. Um, Canadian citizen, on her way to C2E2, gets stopped at the border. After two days of driving. Yes. And they decided that she was not allowed in. And the reason that she was not allowed in is because she had unfinished commissions in her car. And because she was going to finish them at C2E2 for the customers that were going to pick them up that was considered working in the United States. 
and she did not have the appropriate paperwork to work inside the United States of America. Which would be like a type of green card, I think. Like a visa, H1N1 visa. That's a fire. Yeah, (laughs) Something like that. Fire's not a visa. Yeah. So I, this made me, I, I don't know why, but this like instant, the instant I read it, I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, That's... see, like I get border security. I understand the need for it, but. This does not make me feel any safer at no. all. <laughs> I'm actually like, well, I paid for that. How am I going to get it now? Yeah. Like you're expecting to see her there and get your stuff and now you can't get it. Yeah. But. I feel bad for her because not only does she not get to come and make money, we have way more cons here than they do in Canada. They have quite a few in Canada. The big ones are in the United States of America. And now, is she going to be able to get in ever? Because now it's on her record. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's, And it wouldn't have happened if she didn't have unfinished commissions in the car. Right. Like, if she just didn't have that, she probably would have ended up getting through. Probably. And... That's, know how that's a stupid reason. She had to have said, though, that she, they were that, because other than that, you can just look at, what is this? Oh, I just like to yeah, draw. She did. Yeah. She said she was honest She was honest with them, because they asked her about the comics that she had and stuff, yeah. and she was honest. And As she should be. Right. Yeah. Well, and why She should would, be able to. Why would you think that that would cause yeah. any problem? It's not like... She was, and it's not like they were divisive sketches. It's not like she was drawing pictures of the United States president, like hanging from a tree or something like that. <laughs> like they were probably, most of them, I would guess, like Archie based commissions. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I just, it's, it's crazy to me. And I don't know how this is going to affect. We, our cons. Our con in Detroit, Motor City Comic Con. How many people do we have that are coming over from Canada to come to that con? It's got to be a lot. We better call Jason Clark and tell him not to tell them he's working the con when he crosses. (laughs) And so, didn't she say, like, she's not coming back? She said that she doesn't know if she can get back. Because now that that she's had a refusal on her record, she doesn't think that they'll let her through again. She had to, she had to, she was subjected to a thorough search. Yeah, she said like a body search. Like a body search. Just because she had unfinished artwork in her car. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I guess the only thing I can say about that is if you guys don't donate to the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund, now is probably a good time to do it because I think maybe. They're going to need it a little bit more mm-hmm. than what we thought they were. So, Well, some fun, funny news. <laughs> Turning. <laughs> Turning the page. <laughs> yeah. So Nathan Fillion uh, kind of set Twitter on Storm and made his good buddy James Gunn have to come and issue a statement. Uh, Nathan had dressed up in kind of... Uh, a, a costume that was more reminiscent of uh, um, Simon Williams, Mar- uh, Captain or not Captain Marvel, um, Marvel Man, uh, and uh, or Wonder Man. Sorry. Oh, and, okay. Wonder I don't know why I was thinking Marvel Man. Uh, and that led people to think that he's well. He had also posted my cameo won't be in the guard. Got cut from Guardians of the Galaxy two. That's what pissed off everyone. Mm. Wasn't his cameo the movie poster in the background? Yeah, but 
Did they pull that with Guardians of the Galaxy one too, where he was supposed to be in Guardians of the? No, Galaxy he was in the. He was just a voice though for one of the. Oh, is that what it one was? of the yeah. yeah things aliens? So people were pissed that they were pulling him out, or they cut his scene. And James Gunn had to go. He wasn't ever in a scene. That was him just dressing up, playing on set, and <laughs> he wasn't ever going to be in any scene. And then he did say that he was did some pictures to be as like a movie poster, but those got cut. Right. But those have been leaked too. Uh, oh yeah, those we were saw leaked a while ago. Months ago, yeah. Yeah, but that that all scene also was cut from the movie, I guess. But <laughs> there, there's James being like what the fuck are you doing? Get me in trouble. <laughs> but There's... also he has said that he's there. They haven't ruled out that he couldn't. Nathan Fillion is trying to get himself in some sort of uh, big, superhero big project because he's also floated around being, um, God, who did and was it animal man that he wanted to do or animal booster man? gold? Maybe it was booster. Gold. Was it booster gold? You know, he would have been a good cable too. No. No. You don't think so? He's too funny. Yeah, Cable's like, a super edgy series, He's just dude. too naturally yeah, funny. Like, you can't have somebody like Nathan Fillion in a movie with somebody like Ryan Reynolds and him not be funny. Yeah. There's no way, A, that anybody would like that, or B, that Nathan Fillion personally would be able to pull that off. Because he's just he's just one of those people, I think, that's naturally just funny. Yeah. Like, without even trying. And Cable is very serious. That's true. You like, know who he? They are definitely like the. He has a good look for it, but maybe not the right personality. I think they, yeah, maybe they. I, I think they did an excellent job casting who they did. You know who would be good? Nolan. Yeah, he'd be a good uh, Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, he's a little too old, but nah, nah, nah. He's never too old for anything. Nerds love Nathan Fillion. No wonder that he set the. He could. Do anything on Twitter. Just make a hint at something, and we all get our panties in a bunch about it. <laughs> so, what did you guys think of uh, the trailer for Cloak and Dagger? Yeah, <laughs> that's what you thought. Yeah, that was very honest. Looks like a CW show, and I don't like that. Really, you thought you thought that looked like a CW show? Mm. Oh, for sure. What did you think it looked like? I didn't think it looked like it looks more serious than a CW show. Have you oh, not like... watched Arrow? Well. <laughs> It looked better than Arrow. Arrow. Like it looked lot. like production value, the stylization of it. It looked better. Yeah. It you know, it like Arrow is pretty cheap. Uh, yeah, Connor has strong feelings about the CW yeah. shows. As yeah. in, he the only show like... that I like is Legends of Tomorrow, and that's sad. Yeah, I still need to see. Did you ever watch Smallville? Well, I'm saying like the newer ones. Oh, okay. Saying like the newer ones. So the only one that he likes now, not, not comparing the other yeah. ones. Yeah. Current. So therefore, he used good. to like like Arrow and Flash. Then like the newer ones are just they've gone off the rails a little bit. But anyway, Cloak and Dagger it definitely is changing their origin. It uh, it does seem it's more geared towards. Young ladies, I feel. Yeah. Which cool if that's the way they're going, and that's kind of the CW kind of motif. But I want it to be more dark, more. Well, to be fair, this is on Freeform, which when they announced it and they said it was going to be on Freeform, I was like, "Well, this is not going to be dark at all," because Freeform is the reformatted ABC Family station. Yeah, and and it, this should be right in there with the Netflix grouping yeah. of. Mm-hmm. 
street level like fighting people, guns and everything. Yes. And this looks like it's going to be more teenage heart drama. Yes. That is, it's gonna. Oh, I it's I, not I don't want to see things. Dagger. Yes, it's yeah. not my cloak and dagger. But then again, I I want it to fail to be like don't just make it dark and. But then again, too, I'm like I want to be inclusive, so yeah, make some of these right. for your well, exactly. Young kids. It's for a different demographic. So well, who knows too? Like if Freeform is gonna, you know, it's not ABC Family now. So maybe they're gonna go a different way with that channel, where it's like a, where it's like uh, Cartoon Network, where all of a sudden it turns into Adult Swim at night. Maybe there's a chance they'll go dark with it. I really don't. ABC in general has yeah. always been more of a family friendly network. Like even on basic television, ABC mm-hmm. doesn't really. I've never really seen anything on ABC that's kind of edgy. So. I mean, I don't know what free form is even supposed to mean because I don't know how that is going to tie into the programming that they're going to be showing on this station because from what I saw, Pretty Little Liars is also going to be aired on free form. And if I can't imagine Cloak and Dagger will stray too far away from that format of television, mm-hmm. Pretty Little Liars, which is geared towards teenage girls, mm-hmm. that show is. So. Maybe they're trying to get teenage girls into comics, which I'm 100%. That's what that's, 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 that's when I say. I'm for that. Me too. Maybe what? a different... <laughs> of course you're <laughs> Of course the 14-year-old wants teenage girls that are into comics. <laughs> um, they could have been a different property, though. Like, there could have been something else they did instead of Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger. Too dark. Yeah. The, the, the original one. At least, I think. But. It should have been on Netflix. Well, not everything can be on Netflix. New Mutants are coming out next uh, April, April 13th. The movie. Deadpool 2 being out uh, June 1st. And Dark Phoenix being out November 2nd. Oh my god. Next say... year? Oh, next year. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say April 13th. It was like last week. No, this is okay. next. So they're doing three movies next year. Yeah. Wait, New Mutants? New Mutants. Is that what I said? I don't... He's only kind of here, remember? Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know what that is. You, you don't know what New Mutants are? No. Like well, I... well, pick up a comic book. <laughs> you might I learn do. something. <laughs> are they like the younger? Yes. Oh. So it's gonna it's gonna be a it's move. like the Muppet Babies of they're doing <laughs> mutants. They're doing a movie. Yes, they're doing a new mutants movie. Deadpool two, and then Dark Phoenix. So there are. <laughs> yes, that's clear already. I'm not excited about the Dark Phoenix movie because it probably most likely will suck. Hey, the last... know, maybe they'll figure no, it out. But there's then. no way. Age of Apocalypse wasn't that bad. <laughs> what? Who's in a book this week? <laughs> is Black Science number 29. <laughs> this kind of fits perfectly with the beer for two reasons. One, this comic book follows uh, some family members of the McKay clan mm. on their... Uh, great escapades through the onion of the universes. But besides that, because it is black, and I was at the black party, and I have one of the most amazingly delicious uh, 
very nuanced type of beers that it, it pairs well with the type of book that this is. It is the MSBAMF Donkey Stout, which stands for... I'm sorry, say that one more time. MSBAMF Donkey Stout. Donkey. Yeah. Stout. Yes. Donkey. They have a mainstay right now already. They're the MF Donkey Stout, which is their Mackinac Fudge Donkey Stout. Mm. So this is maple syrup barrel-aged Mackinac Fudge Donkey Stout. That's a mouthful in of itself, and holy shit was this thing amazing. It was very rich, chocolatey flavors with the maple. Like legit chocolate, because sometimes those stouts are like, oh, we're chocolate flavored, and you drink it, and you're like, no, you're not. No, it very much was. It <laughs> was good. I accidentally, having tasted one of my friends, uh, I then accidentally ordered just the regular Mackinac, and I was like, man, this doesn't taste maple syrup enough, but that's chocolatey, and I realized I didn't get the specialty mm. brand that they had there. Which I would say it's closely tastes like uh, CBS Canadian Breakfast Stout okay. with the maple syrupy, um, just more dark chocolatey than the breakfast stout. It was I know, delicious. I, I ordered many of those glasses and I, yeah, I got a little drunk. And so perfect pairing with this because I got to hang out with my brother. So the, the McKays. McKays were on force. Yep. And... <laughs> That's adorable. So is this it was this a black party only beer or can I go get it at Founders still? They you probably gone by now. Yeah. Uh, this was a specialty for it. Okay. But then again, they do sometimes have a few of them left over. Right. I mean, they when they had KBS breakout, um, those went really quickly because they only have a couple barrels that they save for this specific party. When the CBS came out. They played the the Canadian song and then had a person go through the bar with the Canadian flag. Already, there was like a line to get into this place. Yeah. And you waited about an hour, two hours to get in unless you got there early enough and pre-waited two hours just to get in and get a seat. The line to get CBS, though, was so long that we're like, damn, man, it's going to be like another hour till we even get up to the bar. And then we're like, wait, we saw some bartenders or servers going with uh, drinks around. I'm like, wait, we have a server that's why we got a table. Yes. We are. We should go back. To, and then our server just kept getting them. I was like, that's the reason why you get to these places early that's for smart. a table. I'm jealous. It was good. I was, your your brother had texted me to see if I was going to go. And I was like, I can't in the morning, but but can I just pop in and say hi later? And he's like, ha, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Does not work that way. But. Did you read anything else this week? Anything for last call? I did not. Like I said, I didn't make it to the comic book store this week. Down both cars because the Tony Caritis just Tony Carker spread throughout Tony's car herpes spread throughout (laughs) the entire Grand Rapids area and affected both of my cars. (laughs) So no, nothing, nothing else good this week. Well, Mm. uh, Dark Crystal number two came out good as always. Yeah. Skeksis are going to be on the horizon. And then uh, Power Rangers number 14. Still so good. Yes. And they're doing a new, they're doing a second ongoing series with the Power Rangers coming out soon, I heard. So you'll have even more Power Rangers to read later to go along with the movie that we have yet to talk about and so will someday. You must have really loved that movie, Tony. <laughs> I have not talked about it yet. Even I know. Though I talked about it so much prior to. I know. That's what I was just thinking. Like, every, every just week. Think, when I did last call, I was like, 
Shit, we have still yet to talk about that. But we are out of time, friends. We'll squeeze it in sometime in the future, I guess. Maybe we'll do a, a viewing of it and drink and do a record. Yes. Mystery Science Theater Drunken Comics Edition. Yes. That would be cool. <laughs> All right. Well, anybody got any last bits of wisdom for us today? Sure, I do. Mr. Wisdom here. Uh, <laughs> never try to tell everything you know. It may take too short of a time. By Norman Ford. Oh, deep. Yes. Think on that one. Stay thirsty for Power Rangers in the future. Coming soon to a podcast near you. If you remind me. <laughs>